Welcome back to the West Wolf Podcast. I am your host, J.D. Jackson. As always, you can find me on Twitter, J.D. Jackson, and always confirm art, and on YouTube at J-Rock Soccer and Basketball Sessions. Guys, the Lakers finally get it together, and they beat the Knicks in the Mecca, Madison Square Garden, 129-123 in overtime. It was a pleasure to watch. We're going to break that down right here on the West Wolf Podcast, but first, please, please hit that subscribe button. I'm on all the major podcast platforms. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Radio Public, CastBox, Audible, and much, much more. So please, please hit that subscribe button. Let's get it. Los Angeles Lakers, New York Knicks in the Mecca. The Lakers pulled out 129-123. There were 1-4 in overtime games before this moment, so I was nervous when we went into it, but they took control of the game. Russell Westbrook, especially in this one, and they pulled it out, 129-123. Um, look, I'll get into a few stats, probably about four players, but I really want to move on from the stats. So, uh, Anthony Davis and LeBron James, they did have some turnover troubles. They had five turnovers each. But LeBron, he had 28 points, 10 rebounds, 11 assists. Uh, so, a 2-to-1 ratio on his on his uh, assist-to-turnover ratio. Anthony Davis had 27 points, 9 of 16 shooting, uh, 9 rebounds, and an assist. He was very efficient. LeBron James struggled a bit, 11-25 from the field, 2-8 of eight from the three-point line. But, you know, he did some of those other things, 10 rebounds, 11 assists, uh, and things like that. Uh, I do want to point out Rui Hachimura. Uh, he had 19 points, 8-12 of 12 shooting, 2-4 of four from three, nine rebounds. He was very, very, very good. He's a great addition uh, to um, the Los Angeles Lakers. I also want to point out Anthony Davis. He had two steals uh, as well. Uh, Rui added the block. Russell Westbrook is the only other player I want to talk about. Look, man, he was absolutely outstanding in this basketball game. He had 17 points, 7 to 13 from the field, 6 rebounds, 8 assists, 3 steals, and only 1 turnover. He was very, very good, um, especially in the overtime. He scored or assisted on 4 of the 6 baskets, and he was absolutely phenomenal. He took control of the basketball at that time. I don't want to get into other players as far as the stats are concerned. Uh, those were the main ones I want to point out because I, I do just want to get to, due to injury, and I understand that Patrick Beverly was injured. So I don't want to give a ton of credit to just as if this lineup was just chosen to be. We don't know that yet until we see Patrick Beverly healthy and see what the lineup is. But, and I'm not saying I want Patrick Beverly to be injured before people put words in my mouth. Patrick Beverly, I hope he comes back okay, everything's good, and he's able to heal up. Uh, I'm just saying that due to this is that we got to see a traditional lineup from the Los Angeles Lakers and Darvin Ham. And I thought that it was great for the Lakers for many, many reasons. Uh, some people were asking me questions about like, well, why was Russ, why was Westbrook able to do this this game? Well, guys, it helps when Russell Westbrook and he is elite. He is a Hall of Fame talent. He is a lock first ballot Hall of Famer. However, when you put him on the floor with two other guards that are smaller than he is, shorter than he is, not as versatile on defense as he is, that also can't shoot, you're already crippling what it is that he's great at. And that doesn't just go for Russell Westbrook. It goes for the other two as well. It goes for Shooter as well. It goes for Patrick Beverly as well. Um, They just shouldn't be on the court together. Uh, we still saw moments with Dennis Schroeder and Russell Westbrook on the floor together uh, versus the New York Knicks, but it was even better than having all three of them out there. It's, all three just should never happen, and I really only think they should play one point guard at a time uh, while Patrick Beverly is not in the lineup. 
However, it was still better uh, in that instance uh, just by subtracting one. Um, so I just, we saw him being covered by uh, guards. And when you have only one point guard on the floor and you got someone like uh, Troy Brown Jr. who's 6'6 and things like that, all of a sudden that center can't just guard Russell Westbrook and basically stand right outside of the paint. Right, because that center has to guard Anthony Davis. Because you got Anthony Davis standing at six ten, you got LeBron James standing at six nine, you got Troy Brown Jr. standing at six six, you got Rui Hachimura standing at six seven. Now all of a sudden, you can't just say, "Hey, the center is going to guard Russell Westbrook." I'm sorry, I think Rui's six eight. So he has six ten, six nine, six eight, six six, and then six three, and then all of a sudden it all makes more sense. You can't have that center just sitting on Russell Westbrook. Uh, basically backed all the way up to the free throw line. And that's what I mean by the lineups matter. When you put him out there with two guys smaller than he is, that automatically takes two of their other, the opposing teams, one to two guards, away from Russ. There's no re- reason to. You can just put him on Schroeder and Patrick Beverly. So now all of a sudden, Russ was being guarded by a 6'9 wing or a center. Especially when Anthony Davis was not in the lineup. Anthony Davis is back. He's playing center. It's LeBron James. You got 360 out there. Plus, you got Torbon Jr., Rui Hachimura. All of a sudden, Russell Westbrook's being covered by a guard. So, with that being said, I want to point out that I thought it was great recognition in overtime. I want to give him credit. And I know I can be critical of LeBron James sometimes. When it comes to him just wanting to control the basketball game and control the ball. And I'm not saying it's not for good reason because he is phenomenal. He is top three player of all time. But in this game, I've given credit for recognizing I'm 11 to 25. I, I, I've got five turnovers. I just don't have it tonight. This guy does. And he's also a first ballot Hall of Famer. He's also top 10 in assists now. By the way, congratulations to LeBron James moving into fourth uh, all-time assist. And pretty soon he'll be first all-time in points. Such an illustrious career uh, by one LeBron James. But he recognizes that there's also another guy who's a Hall of Famer like I am. There's also another guy who's a former MVP like I am. There's also another guy who's an elite passer and creator. There's also a guy who can control the basketball game. It is a luxury for LeBron to say, you know what, you balling, I'm, I don't have it quite the way I like to have it tonight. Go ahead, control this overtime game. He scored or assisted on four of the six baskets uh, for the Los Angeles Lakers, Russell Westbrook did. Just beautiful drives to the basket, outstanding defense, finding Anthony Davis, getting him more involved. I was worried in the four because I didn't think we saw enough of Anthony Davis. And I tweeted out my favorite, my famous tweet that everybody seems to laugh at and say, man, every time you say it is true, I tweeted out, where is Anthony Davis? Where is he? And Russell Westbrook made sure we felt his presence in that overtime game. Now, Russell Westbrook was outstanding in overtime. He also had a clutch bucket uh, off the glass. Great jump shot. Um, in my opinion, it kind of kind of put everyone, I think, at ease and thinking, okay, we're going to win this overtime. Uh, it was such a clutch bucket. Clutch assist, just outstanding. But I, I, I want to get, I want to make sure I talked about that. I want to get to Anthony Davis and Russell Westbrook's 
defense. Now, we all knew that the reason why there was a precipitous drop-off defensively with the Los Angeles Lakers, there was no Anthony Davis to filter anything to, right? Thomas Bryant, as good as he is offensively, he's probably as as bad as he defensively uh, when it comes to what the Lakers are trying to do. And so it's amazing to just see, not just the block shots. Now, Anthony Davis had two steals in this game and no blocks. But if you're just looking at the stat sheet, you don't realize the amount of shots that Anthony Davis is altering or the shots he's just causing the opposing team to just not take it all because of his presence and he's standing there. Then that's when you get the overpassing and turnovers and things like that. It's a, just a luxury to have him back. Um, like I said, he needs to touch the ball at the end of games. I was glad Russell Westbrook made sure he did in overtime. But what he does defensively, like in my opinion, is just so much more important uh, to the Los Angeles Lakers. And I, I'm not saying that facetiously. I'm not saying that to act like he isn't an elite offensive talent. He absolutely is. It's just what he brings to this team defensively is just far more important. It is a luxury to have him back. Just the amount of shots he altered from Brunson or Randall or just everyone. Um, on the on the New York Knicks, uh, he uh, he altered very many shots from Barrett as well. Just a tremendous talent defensively. He's just a tremendous talent overall. But I just man, it's just night and day uh, defensively for the Lakers with Ross, with Anthony Davis on the floor uh, versus not on there uh, when he was injured. It also was good to see him start and get to see him moving out there. Uh, he played how many minutes did Anthony Davis play? So he played thirty seven. Um, so he he looked great. I'm very happy about that. Now, Russell Westbrook's defense. Guys, look, I know there's going to be people who gives me crap for this. I don't care. Guys know, I don't care what anyone has to say. I give my opinion. It is what it is. In my opinion, and I know Patrick Beverly's on this team, and I know every now and then he gets a cool steal, things like that. Russell Westbrook has been the best perimeter. He's been the best backcourt defender for the Los Angeles Lakers as far as his ability to defend and his versatility is concerned. Russell Westbrook has guarded anyone from Fox and John Morant and Brunson to Giannis um, and and Julius Randle. I mean, it and even Embiid. It's just... His versatility defensively, like, I just don't want it to go unnoticed. And it is helping everyone on the Lakers to know that, hey, my point guard can go down there and guard Julius Randle. And he can take the ball from him, start the break, and it result in points just like that. You want to talk about being able to have a switchable defense. Well, you can when your point guard can guard fours or guard Embiid. For a possession here, here and there, and and hold his own. Julius Randle had no idea what to do with Russell Westbrook versus the Los Angeles. He had no idea what to do. Eventually, he just started taking jump shots. Every time he tried to bully ball Russell Westbrook, the 6'3", 200-tank that he is said, hell to the no. Hell no. In fact, I think I made a video. In the video, he says, not happening. Not happening. And he was chirping. 
and he just Randall couldn't do anything with him unless he pulled up and shot a jumper. And even still, there were great contests. If he made it, he made it. If he didn't, he didn't. But the versatility I'm talking about is then he had to switch on to Bronson towards the end of the game, stopped him, tapped the rebound to Christie, got the ball from Christie, started the break, and finds a wide open Troy Brown Jr. in the in the corner, money. That is the Russell Westbrook experience. That is why it is so fun to watch Russell Westbrook because he can do absolutely everything on the floor and he's not 6'7 or above. He's not Giannis. He's not LeBron. He's not Kobe. He's not, he is not that big and he can do it all. He can rebound. He can pass. He can create. He can make all the passes. He can create. He can guard fours. He, he can do everything. At one point, Julius Randle gets the ball after a missed shot. I think Anthony Davis uh, had missed on one in the overtime. And he tries to take off. And Russell Westbrook hustles, runs right underneath him. Not like touching him, but just to stop the ball. Julius Randle has to take an extra step before dribbling. They call the travel. He just does it all. That is why I personally enjoy watching Russell Westbrook play basketball. And guys, I think, and I know people, some Lakers fans, well, I don't know, they say that mostly LeBron fans hate for me to say 360. But I think that 360 can work. I do. I just, we've got to get away from the three guards. And I, I honestly feel like Jeannie Buss and Palinka have to trade these guards to help Darvin Ham. Because for some reason, he wants to play all of these point guards together. You don't have to. You don't. You do not. Now, to put this into context, one of the main reasons why it does not work with the three-guard lineup, they have a defensive rating of over 140 between Russell Westbrook, Dennis Schroeder, and Patrick Beverly. When they're on the floor together, their defensive rating is 140 per NBA.com. Guys, that is putrid. Why? Because the rebound percentage is 36%. They can't rebound the ball. So even if they force a tough shot, they're not rebounding the ball. And there's too many second chances. That's because the last part of defense is defensive rebounding. They can't rebound. They're too small. So that's the part that hurts. Their defensive rating is 140 because they can't rebound second chance points. Usually, guys, if an NBA team gets more than one shot, eight out of ten times, they're scoring. And then offensively, we've already talked about just three guys, three-point guards that really aren't that great of shooters. That's never going to be a good idea on an offense. I don't got to explain that to you. Now, the 360 has a defensive rating. Let me make sure I got it right. 360 has a defensive rating of 107.0. You see the stark difference? It's just the defensive rating is much better. Uh, 
and it's 140 guys. That's just that's putrid. It's just not good, and that's the reason why I think the Lakers front office has to help Darvin Ham by getting rid of more of these guards. I don't think like none getting rid of none for a wing is enough. I also don't understand why William Gabriel, for whatever reason, could come in and play so well in the third quarter of the last game, the first night of the back-to-back, and get no minutes in the fourth and get no minutes versus the New York Knicks. I absolutely don't understand other than, again, we like playing guards. I think that we really have got to help him out um, by getting rid of some of these guards. Now, some people think that'll be Russell Westbrook. If that's the case, that's fine. Um, you know, I ride with Russell Westbrook. But if we're, I'm going off of I think 360 can work, you've got to get rid of some of these guards, get more wings, and get more shooting so we can help Darvin Ham not try to play all these guards together at the same time. Um, that's my honest opinion on that. Now, I do want to talk a little bit about Lonnie Walker. Um, in my opinion, even prior to the injury, but it could be due to just like maybe it was lingering for a while before they started, before they decided to uh, make sure he rehabs his injury. But I didn't think he was the same a few games prior to him being shut down uh, for a while. And he doesn't really seem the same now, but he kind of, you know, he hasn't been back long. So I'm a little bit worried about Lonnie Walker um, as far as his production is concerned. He just hasn't looked the same on either end of the floor, in my opinion. Uh, he's another smaller guard. Uh, and again, I think we do have to get rid of some of these guards uh, just so we're not playing three or four of them um, at a time. But I'm I'm having a lot of fun right now after the win. You guys know, like I said, this season I haven't had a ton of fun um, watching. It's just been the lineups and, and late game execution has just been frustrating me. So I, ha I hadn't had a lot of fun. But this one was a lot of fun. So uh, I'm looking forward to Thursday. So Thursday we have the Pacers. Uh, that should be great. Guys, uh, same record, 24 and 28. Um, you guys know, like, you know, a lot of you, a lot of Lakers fans, you guys want to trade uh, Russ for basically everybody on that team. Uh, so that should be fun. Uh, I'm hoping Russell Westbrook cooks that team personally, and I'm hoping the Lakers come out with a W and the Lakers just destroy them. Uh, so we'll see. Um, now, as far as the uh, playoff picture is concerned, I do want to point out that the, guy, the, the Lakers are two games out of the play-in. Two games back, uh, the loss caught them out of the play-in, and they are three games back of being tied with Golden State, Dallas, and Phoenix for the five, six, seven spots. Um, so we'll see if they've got to string together some wins if they want to get anywhere. Um, and let's hope that we can do that uh, versus the Pacers. I think we got the Pacers on Thursday, and then we have the Pelicans on Saturday, they haven't done a whole lot of winning as of late. They started off really hot. And then the next game, I believe, on Monday. Nope, I'm sorry. It's on Tuesday versus the Thunder. Hey, that's a tough team. The Thunder are great. I've watched about a third of their games this season. Uh, they are a lot of fun to watch. Um, they are young, talented, fast, uh, things like that. Um, so that should be a lot of fun as well. But hopefully we can string together some wins um, before we get to the Bucks on Thursday on TNT, February 9th, um, we'll probably see some Russell Westbrook Giannis uh, defensive possessions once again. That'll be a lot of fun. But guys, right here is where I break things. Thank you guys so much for listening to the Westbrook Podcast. I am your host, J.D. Jackson. As always, find me on Twitter, J.D. Jackson at Always and Forever Art, and on YouTube at J-Rock Soccer and Basketball Sessions. Guys, 
I appreciate you so much. Please, please hit that subscribe button. I'm on all the major podcast platforms. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Radio Public, CastBox, Audible, and much, much more. So please, please hit that subscribe button. I will be there live tweeting. Make sure you follow me, J.D. Jackson, always in favor art. Thursday versus the Indiana Pacers. It should be a lot of fun. But guys, as always, until next time, peace.